0: Sup, you beautiful bastards. Welcome back to the Philip DeFranco Show. Just buckle up, make sure you're subscribed because I'm splitting $10,000 across 10 lucky subscribe beautiful bastards this month, and let's just jump into it. So first up, we have the UK in the news for two reasons. One, you likely already know about, and the other being this. It feels Black Mirror-esque, but uh, Boris Johnson nor Liz Truss had to fuck a pig. Also, I just realized if you don't watch that show, most random sentence in the world. But the first piece of news is connected to the United Kingdom's newest game show. This is energy bills, I think, for four months if it stops on that. Nice. Well your energy bills? Are you a bit worried about it all? Um, major. Yeah. Are you? i okay. got... I've got one of these prepayment meters, and it's absolutely murder. I like to call it the Wheel of Economic Necessity. Ugh. But yeah, this is Spin to Win, hosted by This Morning, the British television show. And that video of a contestant playing to see if he could just get the reward of his energy bills being paid drew sharp backlash online. Many calling it distasteful and dystopian, especially because the UK is struggling through a cost-of-living crisis right now. And that largely due to Russia's war in Ukraine, the pandemic's aftermath, and swelling inflation, all of which have driven up the price of basic necessities, including utilities. Where you have millions of households on track to pay an estimated 80% more in annual energy bills by October. And now you even have Russia's state-owned media pointing to this spin-to-win segment as evidence of how fucked up the country is. With Russia One's host saying, I repeat, this is happening in Britain. Also, in case you're wondering what happened to the lucky contestant, da, 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 oh, thousand pounds or energy down. bill, thousand pounds or energy bill. It is going to be it's <gasps> your energy bill! <laughs> Oh, my God, thank we're, you. We are paying your energy bill for four months. Oh, fantastic. Now, before moving forward, I want to make clear, I am not dunking on the Brits right now. I shared this story with someone I knew, and they were like, the Brits are fucking whack, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait. One, are we still saying whack? And two, as Americans, I don't think we get to criticize this. There was literally a show back in 2019 here in the States where, where people didn't play a game to win money. They specifically played a game to try to pay down their student loan debt. And also, need I remind you that the American healthcare system is in part supported by GoFundMe campaigns. The closer you look at America, the more you realize we are a third world country with a Gucci belt. But back to Britain, as far as how the show reacted to the public response, it appears their thinking is that people aren't angry about the concept, but rather the amount of money. Our boss is incredibly generous, has decided to increase the money to include all of your household bills. So that could be your mortgage, your petrol, your food. That was a heavy landing. Well, it's full of money. But hey, hopefully things do get better soon Or you have the new prime minister liz trust today announcing a stimulus package to combat the crisis promising that the typical household won't pay more than 2500 pounds per year on energy bills for the next two years with a cap on prices set to go into effect on october 1st and an equivalent guarantee for businesses lasting the next six months so we have that story but then of course the big news out of the uk that everyone knows about at this point is that Queen Elizabeth II has died. Following a statement this morning noting that she was under medical supervision as doctors were concerned for her health, she passed away peacefully at her estate in Scotland. And so with this, right now you have people reflecting on what her legacy has stood for. at 96 years old, she became the longest-serving British monarch with a tenure of over 70 years. I mean, to give you a sense of time, the Queen was the last surviving head of state to serve in World War II. You know, there are a lot of people right now that have complicated and conflicting feelings about the royal family in general. Some hating it as a concept, others, the family means a lot to them. And in the mix of reactions, you have people pointing out how just significant she and her reign were to them with a royal biographer telling bbc she's unlike any other monarch in our history she's our longest lived longest serving longest reigning monarch she just stands for this constancy this sense of permanence and stability i think over the years people have probably taken her for granted often suddenly at times like this we all realize how precious she is also as far as what happens now her son prince charles is her successor so he is now king and in fact over the past year or so he has already taken over some of her duties and according to the palace he will remain in scotland today before heading to london tomorrow a formal succession and mourning period to take place over the next 10 days. As of recording, you have people gathered outside of Buckingham Palace. You have world leaders sending their condolences, and even though the world has had a long time to prepare for this, right? She was 96 years old. You have some noting that it feels like it's still sending shockwaves. With one correspondent for BBC calling this a historic moment and an end of an era. But also with this, as I was looking online, it made me realize not only do we live in an interesting time to live in, but we also live in an interesting time to die in. Right? Because in the past, when someone died, you'd really only see like the mainstream coverage of it. But now, in the age of social media with everyone chiming off you're seeing like people meme a death joking about it and while some of the people embracing this format are doing so because they didn't like the person like one viral tweet that read please be respectful when talking about the queen she was a head of state a monarch a mother to multiple pedos and most importantly a devoted cousin to her husband but also in addition to that we saw this entering the realm of meme for the sake of meme right in the creator realm while you had some creators like ksi saying i really don't want the queen to die you had others like charlie Moy's critical writing rip queen elizabeth now she'll never get to play the new god of war game as well as other viral posts like i'm no fan of the queen but meeting liz truss and then immediately dying is a move i respect the queen when megan markle comes to say her goodbyes princess diana and the queen meeting in the afterlife also people started memeing that with queen elizabeth dying and creator trisha paytas going into labor that her soul was going into that baby someone also making a fake heinz ireland account and responding to the official heinz that was talking about the passing of the queen and how they send their sincerest condolences but just quote tweeting that and saying nah but yeah i guess the main thing here is that everyone is responding and reacting to this news differently so i'll pass the question up to you what's your reaction to what we're seeing today then i think that we just need one light slash happy story because the show also gets darker from here but also the world is a dumpster fire so there's not a lot of things to choose from so uh, i'm just gonna be an egomaniac and make the news about me and there there are two main things the first being uh, as many of you know i am a father of three i got my three boys trey ethan and carter and today is carter's fifth birthday which is wild to me for two reasons one how's it been five years already and two Fuck! That means it's almost the end of this part of my life. A time where your kid sees you as a superhero and at four o'clock in the morning, they, they come over to your bed and they're like, oh, I wanna snuggle. And hanging out with me is like the coolest thing ever. Cause granted, my, my eight-year-old Trey, we, we still love hanging out, uh, We but we do different things like play Pokemon and stuff, but he's also becoming like a real Person, so he wants him time, which is apparent is a little bit heartbreaking, but also at the same time, like very exciting. It's the beginning of this life that you brought into this world, starting their main character story. So, to Carter, if you see this video in the future, uh, I love you. I'm your hero right now. Let me know when uh, that stopped being the case. Sorry in advance. I don't know what it was. But then, also, too, uh, a life health update. Well, just the health aspect is my primary goal. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited when I woke up this morning and was only 204 pounds. I haven't been under 200 in Years, But also with this, I will say there there are a lot of just like random ass narratives about how I've lost the weight online. I don't know where people are getting things from. I I saw a post that said, yeah, Phil got a a personal chef. So one, I wouldn't be against that, but also that's not true. Like my health change is a very boring story. I stopped ordering Postmates for the most part and instead just started making my own food. And that food, which I've featured between uh, midlife crisis thirst traps online, uh, are things like egg whites with ground turkey and a ton of veggies and salsa and just, oh, so much, so much spice and then doing things like salmon broccoli for dinner Or i made myself a a taco salad i used to order chicken bowls from chipotle all the time but uh there's just so much fucking sodium in it and honestly that's like a lot of it i'm like what did i like from postmates and how can i make healthy versions of it at home and doing it in a way where i'm not like counting calories because i think food's meant to be enjoyed not counted and also kind of changing the way that i think about eating in the past i would go on a diet and then i'd think of things as like a cheat food but tonight like i'm gonna go to the rams bills game and i'm gonna have a fucking michelada and that's gonna taste so good i'm gonna get some nachos with some beef and queso and it's gonna be so good but I'm not gonna see that as like a cheat meal and I'm not gonna stress about it because it's not how I eat all the time and I go for at least a, a 60 to 90 minute hike a day and that's really it I've only just now started doing other workouts like weight training and to any one of you that have been thinking or even leaving the comments of like oh this is inspiring me to, to to do something or maybe do something just just try a day zero I don't like people going into the mindset of like I'm gonna go into this and there's a possibility of failing but you know, that's the case, and you get to pick yourself back up and try again. And like most anything with change, it might feel like it sucks at first. But if my uh, historically lazy ass is doing something, I hope it makes you feel like maybe you could do it. Because I know a lot of people view me however they view me, but uh, like I see myself as a a not highly motivated person. But yeah, that's the, the end of me talking about myself. But from that, I want to take a quick second to thank the fantastic sponsor of today's show, Keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time that they're 35? Or we all have that friend or that family member that's dealing with hair loss and if you don't want to just sit around and wait for that to happen to you, you don't have to. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or just take better care of the hair that you have, Keeps has you covered. Keeps helps you stop hair loss before it's too late with a scientific and affordable approach to treatments that are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. And in addition to clinically proven treatments, Keeps has an award-winning all-natural thickening shampoo and conditioner system. And you can get all these products delivered directly to your door, meaning no no more going in person to the doctor's office for your prescription saving you both valuable time and money so if you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss go to keeps.com defranco or just click that link in the description to receive 50 percent off your first order we need to talk about what's been happening in memphis memphis is tired right now yeah i'm good i'm with you all memphis is tired right now the eliza fletcher kidnapping and abduction and murder the other crimes we've had this year leading up to this, it's difficult right now. Bear with me. It's a very nerve-wracking night. It has been a very difficult week. And Memphis right now isn't just tired. It's fucking overwhelmed and exhausted. There's just been so much horrible. Where I'll start is yesterday you had a lone gunman bring the entire city to a halt with a terroristic rampage that left residents scarred. It reportedly began early in the morning, just before 1 a.m., where you had a 24-year-old man found shot dead in his driveway. The suspect then reportedly taking a car that he would then use to drive around the city while he then just continued to shoot at people. But we hear nothing until around 4.30 that afternoon when the shooter kills a man in his car and wounds another woman and then an hour and a half later this deranged psychopath follows in the footsteps of the shooters at Christchurch and Buffalo by streaming his next atrocity on Facebook live with him just casually walking into an auto zone and just shooting this random guy wounding the man who's been hospitalized and was reportedly in critical condition he then kills a woman and steals her car ditching the first vehicle and by this time Memphis police launched a citywide search for the suspect deploying more officers and requesting help from partner agencies as well as sending out alerts on social media and reaching out to media stations to raise the alarm and finally recommending that people please stay in place until the streets are safe again. And with that, we saw the Memphis Area Transit Authority suspending its trolley and bus services, the University of Memphis also going into lockdown. This also notably just days after the abduction and killing of a female jogger near the campus. But still, this worthless psychopath, his death spree's not done. He goes on, shoots two more people, killing one and wounding another. He then carjacks another, who luckily escapes uninjured, but that brings us to around nine o'clock where authorities finally spot his car. It's a Dodge Challenger, and they get into this high-speed chase that ends with the gunman soon stopping, possibly crashing though reports on that are currently uncertain with law enforcement surrounding the vehicle waiting for tactical units to arrive and around 20 minutes later reportedly talking the suspect into custody without incident and so after this long and tragic day that horrified this community it ended with four innocent people dead and three injured and as far as what we know about the monster behind this he was a 19 year old black man who was reportedly charged with first degree murder once before though pleading guilty to a lesser charge of aggravated assault in april of 2021 for that he was sentenced to just three years in prison but then he was apparently released after only 11 months last march which is is why you now have memphis mayor jim strickland taking the opportunity to demand stricter criminal justice laws and saying at a press conference after the shooting this is no way for us to live quote until unless there are real consequences for criminal behavior it will continue i agree 100 percent we need our courts We need additional state laws to stop this revolving door. And I need the public to make your voices heard by those decision makers and while you had many supporting that you also had people on the other side saying that's not the right solution that harsher penalties don't effectively deter crime also regarding the social media aspect of this you have meta saying it's cooperating with law enforcement and that it's taken down the live stream videos from the shooter also with us I I do want to take a second to highlight that what we saw happening in Memphis really I think it shines a light on the anxiety that the country's been smothered in for a while now for example there's this new poll that found that a quarter of all American adults say that they live in fear of being attacked in their own neighborhoods with those percentages also changing by the demographic, right? You have people of color being more likely to say this than whites, but also Native Americans far outstripping any other demographic with 36% saying they fear being attacked. Well, of course, with this story, I want to know your thoughts. Uh, I also just want to end this story by saying uh, my my thoughts, my my well wishes go out to everyone affected by this, uh, the friends, family members, just the fucking community. It's horrifying and heartbreaking. And unfortunately, it's yet another what it feels like daily instance where it reminds us to you know, tell the people around us we love them and, and don't take anything for granted because we don't know what is coming around the corner. Lock her up, build that wall. Chance egged on by a man today that actually had to surrender himself to the authorities. We're we talking about the breaking news we saw this morning that Steve Bannon has surrendered to state authorities and been charged in connection with the We Build a Wall campaign scheme that Trump had previously given him a federal pardon for. And if you don't remember this scheme or project, we talked about it on the show before, but it was an effort to crowdfund money to build parts of a wall along the U.S.-Mexico border. Project launched in 2018 ultimately raising $25 million from hundreds of thousands of donors. But then we fast forward to 2020 and we see Bannon getting unceremoniously yanked from a yacht by law enforcement and being indicted on federal charges of wire fraud, conspiracy, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. With prosecutors alleging that Bannon and others leading the campaign defrauded donors by secretly funneling donations to the president of WBTW, who had promised not to take a single penny of the money. And in addition to being accused of helping orchestrate that fraud, prosecutors also charged Bannon with taking $1 million of the funds that were raised in using it for his own personal expenses. Bannon, for his part, pleaded not guilty to the charges, but before that matter could even go to trial, Trump ultimately pardoned him just hours before leaving office. And if you're thinking, okay, well, if he was already charged and Trump pardoned him for those charges, how could he be charged again? Well, that's because presidential pardons can only apply to federal cases, and these new charges were brought by state prosecutors in New York for possible violations of state-level statutes. And in a statement today after the indictment was unsealed, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said that Bannon acted as the architect of a multi-million dollar scheme to defraud thousands of donors across the country, including hundreds of Manhattan residents. And that indictment, specifically charging Bannon with two felony counts of money laundering, two counts of conspiracy, and one felony count of scheming to defraud. And if convicted and given the maximum sentence for the most serious charge, he could face between 5 and 15 years in prison. Now Bannon, for his part, echoed his past argument, saying this is all political persecution and an effort to silence him. And because it's Bannon, he said in a statement, I have not yet begun to fight, they will have to kill me first. And honestly, I can't tell if he's just, he's just the mass Mr. Grifter that I think he is, or he has drank the Kool-Aid and yet he sees himself as the hero of his own story. So dramatic, Banny boy. Also, of note, this is just one of the legal battles that Bannon is facing right now. Just as a reminder, these latest charges come just weeks after he was convicted of contempt of Congress after refusing to comply with his subpoena from the January 6th committee to provide records and testimony. And right now, he's scheduled to be sentenced in October with each of the two counts that he faces carrying a minimum of 30 days in jail and a maximum of up to a year. And for Bannon, uh, you know, I got fingers crossed that they sentence you to three months and you only serve one month probably like one of your idols. Don't worry, only 1% of you are supposed to understand that reference. Which honestly, I think with it being Bannon, he wouldn't mind going to jail for a few months just so he could be like, I'm a martyr. Maybe he could use the time to write a manifesto like one of his heroes. But for now, we're gonna have to wait to see how both his sentencing in the contempt case and this trial in the fraud case play out. But ultimately, that is where that story and today's show ends. As always, thank you for watching and being subscribed to my daily dives into the news. And if you need more news before I see you again tomorrow, you can click here or I got you in the links down below. But with that said, of course, as always, My name's Philip DeFranco. You've just been filled in. I love yo faces and I'll see you tomorrow.